we have a special bonus view in this episode. So Emily Somerset and Scott Roberts were scheduled to be at Club 21 and give their presentation there the day after they did the interview for this podcast. And I found that what they talked about at Club 21 really talked about what they do in, you know, in a very organized way, whereas the interview is more kind of behind the scenes about their story. And so I thought they both went really well together. So we're going to start with their Club 21 presentation, which is about 15 minutes, teaches a lot about uh about mindset and mental health and controlling your thoughts and to control your life. And then we're going to go into their story of their background. So this is going to be a lot of great content, a bit longer than usual, but I think you'll enjoy it. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Roberts. And I am Emily Rose Somerset. (laughs) And we're here to talk about optimizing your mental health as the new wealth. Mm -hmm. And what we're talking about when we say that is that for high achieving entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, having control over their mind and the ability to use their mind in the way that they see fit is a form of wealth that we haven't focused on in the past as much. And we're here to kind of debunk the myths around what mental health really is and talk about how you can actually use your mental health as a superpower to really uplevel your business and your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our mental health, it impacts every single area of our life, you know, from the amount of money that we're able to earn and, and generate, um, from our relationships that we have with ourselves first and others, um, with our physical health, um, it, it just completely affects and influences and impacts every single area of our life. Yeah, and if we think about mental health and the traditional definition that most of us think of, we think more of kind of the Western medicine, medical intervention style of mental health. So it's more, you know, if you're depressed, then it's because you have some sort of chemical imbalance in your brain. And what will make you better is to take a little blue pill and that'll make you happy and everything will be okay. Or if you're anxious and you're having tons of stress, then the solution is to cut back on caffeine, get better rest, And of course, take a little blue pill, that'll make you feel better, you'll be less anxious. What we're talking about when we talk about mental health is the ability to actually know your mind very intimately and to be able to use it in a way that it was intended to be used. And that's as a superpower. I mean, you really have incredible potential power within your mind. And in fact, our brains use up to 10 times more energy than the rest of our body and 20 percent of our total fuel intake is actually required for our brains to function so if you know that and you know that you're using such high amounts of fuel and energy for your brain to actually work and then if you know that you have roughly 60 to 90,000 thoughts every day and that 90% of those thoughts are all repetitive. So it's all the same thought you had the day before, the day before that, the day before that, sometimes for years or decades. If you know that and you're able to instead direct your thoughts so that the 90% that you're wasting on living in the past and all that energy and all that focus and all that power is now focused towards creating a future for yourself that you desire. So getting really clear on what you desire in your life, getting really clear on where you want your business to go, how you want to feel in your life, the experiences you want to have, 
the people you want to be surrounded with, the experiences that you want to have with those people and the places you want to go with them. And when you get really, really clear on that, your thoughts are more directed towards being in the present moment and using that present moment to plan your future, then you're not wasting all of that energy and all that fuel required to run your brain just to think about the past. Yeah, I mean, how many of you, <laughs> you know, whenever you go into emergency mode, you know, whatever that stressor is in your life, how much time and energy do you waste in that state of worry? You know, think about how many hours of sleep that you can lose every single night because you're obsessing over a worst case scenario that will probably never ultimately happen. And so we really focus on supporting our clients. You know, they are, they are busy people. They're CEOs, they're business owners, they're entrepreneurs. We really help them begin to learn how to redirect their thoughts from worst case scenario thinking to exactly what it is that they want. Because every thought that we think it has a corresponding emotion in our body, and our emotions, our thoughts and emotions both have a frequency. And the frequency, just like tuning into a radio station, you know, we're going to match whatever frequency that we're at. So if we're constantly stressed, then we're going to have a certain frequency and we're going to attract more similar experiences, <laughs> more, you know, more reasons to be stressed. But if we're able to, again, become very good stewards of our minds, redirect those thoughts back to what we do want and then we're going to become a vibrational match for that so our thoughts or emotions will send out a frequency that'll match up to other opportunities to you know whatever it is that you're wanting to create now in this moment of your life so yeah. the wealth the health the relationships we become matches to those yeah and you know i think it's always interesting that so many times especially you know some of the clients that we've worked with in the past they you know, they're, they're, they're very used to looking at business in a very three-dimensional way, in a very, you know, five senses way, in that there are actions that you take and those actions give you the results that you want. And when you start talking about energy and vibration and frequency, their eyes tend to glaze over a little bit and they're looking at you like, what sort of mysticism and airy-fairy nonsense is this? But if you ask that person to explain to you in great detail, okay, so how does this piece of metal and plastic that you have sitting in front of you somehow record your image and your voice and then send it magically through space so that it now lands somewhere else? They're not going to think that's mysticism, airy-fairy nonsense, because they have the computer in front of them and they can see it, it's tangible. But so much of the work that we do really does focus on energy and vibration because you have to realize just like your computer can receive a Wi-Fi signal and then send that signal across the world in a matter of milliseconds, so can your energy and your vibration both receive energy and signals and it can also send out those signals. And we're always tuning ourselves to the frequency of that which we want. So if you're in the frequency of abundance, of gratitude, of joy, then that's what you're attracting into your life. Just like a magnet attracts either opposite or like charges, then that's how we are. We are giant magnets, giant satellite dishes that are both receiving and sending signals all the time. 
and you've seen it you know you can you can see people that walk into a room and have a high energy not just that they're physically active and, and, and they're really energetic but more just their their presence is very happy very uplifting and you want to be around those people and you notice when those people are in a room suddenly all the really happy smiley people start gathering around them they want to be around them they want to be in that energy well the same thing's true for anybody if you want to attract wealth into your life if you want to attract more time more happiness more joy more peace of mind then vibrate at that energetic signal so that you're sending that out and now you're attracting more of that into your life mm -hmm. and so how do you do that you think the thoughts that create the positive emotion in your body if you don't feel good that means that the thoughts that you're thinking aren't in align in alignment with what it is that you want so change the thought that changes the emotion and then that changes your your frequency and what you're attracting and receiving into your life and um, so often we as adults <laughs> we're constantly placing our focus on out there you know what do I need to do that feels very logical seems very logical um, and methodical to create a certain result well the truth of the reality is is that we create from the inside out whether we're aware of it or not so it's so important that you begin to prioritize taking time sitting down being still self-reflecting going inward using meditation which is excellent for reducing stress to begin to formulate what it is, what is it that I want to create in my life right now what is the experience that I want to have and when you go inward and you really just you know marinate in that moment and you begin to get all these amazing ideas downloads intuition new perspectives so that when you open your eyes you can begin to take action that's more aligned with what it is you're wanting to create and and of course it's going to begin to materialize in your external realm and so you know we want the listeners or whoever's viewing this to realize that you you, you need to go inward first to influence your external reality we want you to move out of that reactionary mode so that you can be more responsive to life response you know you're able to respond versus knee-jerk reaction to everything that happens in your life so create that ease that peace of mind within you know especially when it comes to your mental health so that no matter what life brings you you're able to meet it with oh I've got this I have this I can totally see how I can easily navigate this situation and I can see the truth of it you know anything that's rooted in fear or has a you know gives you that fear stress response it's it's basically a lie it's you interpreting it in a way that it just you just need to shift the way that you're interpreting it and see it as it is and take the the big scary monster face off of it <laughs> illuminate the darkness <laughs> yeah well and you know going back to, to to time like Emily mentioned I mean that is really one of the biggest commodities one of the biggest desires that all people that we work with and so many people that we talk to that's what's on their mind you know they're always saying well they don't have time to meditate because in their mind they picture meditation as this hour to two hour long experience to where they have to lock themselves away in a dark room burn some incense and play some music and just tune out the world but 
the type of meditations that we teach our clients and we try and tell people about are, are more active than that. And they're much shorter period of time because you can get the benefits, like intense, amazing benefits from meditation in a very short period of time if it's directed and you go into it with a purpose knowing what you're there to do. So it's not about turning your mind off, not having any thoughts. It's more about becoming very present. And you do that through breath and through, if necessary, body movement. So that's part of, you know, meditation is part of the eight limb path of yoga. Most people, when they hear the word yoga, they think of the postures, but meditation is part of yoga. It's part of that path. And when you think of meditation, don't think of it as this retreat experience to where you're just trying to make your brain stop working. Instead, you're really trying to get intimate with your thoughts, learn exactly what the thoughts are that you have and be able to recognize those patterns of thought that you have. So if you were, so if you go into a silent moment, you focus on your breath for a minute and then you start noticing these thoughts going through your mind and you do it often enough, you start to realize, oh, I've been thinking that same thought every time I go into meditation. And if I'm doing it during meditation, I'm probably doing it out in the regular world as well. And once you learn to, to, to recognize those thoughts, you can then begin to decide whether or not those are the thoughts you want to have. And then if they're not, you can replace them with the thoughts you do want to have. And again, that's all about the practice of meditation, becoming focused, becoming an expert on how to control your thoughts and how to direct them where you want them to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just more about being, just guiding your thoughts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, trying to force them right. into something else. And uh, one of the amazing modalities and tools that we use with our clients um, to gain access to their subconscious mind is rapid transformational therapy, RTT. Um, you know, 5% of our mind is kind of the, the mind that's out there that allows us to do tasks, to complete tasks, to, you know, be effective in the world. But the other 95%, which is the subconscious, subconscious meaning under the surface, is what ultimately um, controls our reality. And so if we have beliefs in there that are disempowering, then we're going to say, you know what, I really want to change this habit, but that's fine with your conscious mind <laughs> but if your subconscious mind if you have beliefs in there that say that this is not possible then no matter how much you try using willpower you're not going to be able to get a new result and so obviously meditation is one way that you can go in slow down your brain waves you know take them from the the beta to the alpha to theta theta is kind of the sweet spot where the subconscious mind opens up and so you can begin to drop in new suggestions, um, new belief systems. You know, every when we are addicted to a certain thought and we have this habit of thought that we continually think of, it becomes a belief. And once it becomes a belief, it becomes our truth. So, you know, again, like Scott said, what habits of thought have you been thinking and feeling that corresponding emotion that have been destructive to your life, that are creating stress, that are creating anxiety, that are, you know, making your life not so great. What are those thoughts? Identify them because once you're aware of them, then you can begin to change them. And again, it's just a practice of like, oh, there's that thought again. 
I no longer want to think that thought. This is what I want to think instead. And again, good steward of your mind, you guide your thought back to the one that you want. And you want to, again, you want to feel it in your body because the body is essentially your subconscious. You know, it's been, you know, you think the, the thought, whether it's positive or negative, what we call positive or negative, we feel that emotion in the body and it gets locked in. And our body is, it's, you know, that's <laughs> our physical form. It takes up a lot of energy. So change the thought, you change the emotion, you change your, your reality and your truth. Yeah. And you get to decide. That's the beautiful thing. You can decide new things for yourself any, any day, any time you want. But it just takes that practice and the discipline and commitment and making it an obsession just as much as you've been obsessing over the worrisome stuff. And now, our interview for the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. They say that experience is the best teacher. And the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. We have a pair of guests today, the wife and husband team, Emily Rose Somerset and Scott Roberts. They help high-achieving CEOs, business owners, and entrepreneurs all over the world optimize their mental health and performance and enable them to make the impact and perform at the level they want. So in other words, my kind of people. Emily and Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. We're just so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, let's start with uh, telling us a little bit about what makes you so awesome. Uh, I think it's my wife. <laughs> I'm go with that. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's my ability to just recognize how awesome you are. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. I know. <laughs> no, a mutual admiration society. I love it. Human beings that we all have something of value to contribute yeah. and to just, yeah, light each other up. Okay. And so, so how did you get, how did you get into that space? So, uh, starting 2011 was when we launched our first business. It was a yoga mat company that we founded back in 2011. Um, and as a result of doing that, um, you know, the yoga mat company was doing really well. We were having international teachers approaching us, wanting to be ambassadors. We were yeah, getting into studios everywhere. We were doing the whole yoga, you know, circuit, traveling to all the events and everything and selling like hotcakes and everything was going well. But during that process, we had a lot of people start coming to us and ask like, you know, how in the heck did we do that? You know, how did we start our own business and how did we start traveling and teaching yoga in places? And so they started approaching Emily, who is the mastermind behind the entire marketing and created the website and created the company from scratch. And uh, she kept getting people asking her, hey, could you help me do the same thing you did? And so mm -hmm. she started learning more of the you know business coaching aspect. And she got trained by multiple mentors how to actually you know create and start a business and then coach people on how to do the same. So that's how that journey started. Mm -hmm. I'll let her take over from there. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I um, quickly realized that, you know, it's very easy to, to teach business systems, structures, 
but the the people that I was supporting, I very quickly realized that it was there it was mindset. And so, you know, if these people aren't able to put themselves out there, you know, ask for business, be visible, mm -hmm. um, have that confidence to create success in their own business and their own lives, then um, they're they're going to fall flat. And so, I really began to focus and make that shift towards um, supporting these people with their mindset, yeah. and that quickly evolved into um, rapid transformational therapy, which is this therapy that I practice. And it's this amazing blend of psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, and cognitive behavioral therapy. So we're kind mm -hmm. of hitting the subconscious at all different angles. Okay. And so, you know, I'm really able to communicate with their subconscious, go in there, identify that programming that's been holding them back from achieving whatever it is they're wanting to achieve. Um, we disrupt that programming, we reframe it, and then we also rewire their, their minds um, for new outcomes. Just rewire the, you know, disconnect those old synaptic connections that mm -hmm. have been firing and wiring in the same old way and then reconnect those synaptic, you know, create Better new ones. neural pathways. Mm -hmm. um, something that you do need to know that Scott didn't touch on is mm -hmm. that what led us to the Yoga Mat Company was in 2006, he was diagnosed with bipolar two disorder. Mm -hmm. We now know um, further on down the road that that's just a label um, that doctors gave the way his mind was operating and the way it was, you know, firing and wiring. And so we quickly realized, all right, you've been thinking habitually and feeling habitually in the same way, habit of thought and emotion, you know, let's disrupt that. Like, how can you begin to think new thoughts so you begin to feel a new emotion in your body? And from there, we discovered um, Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. That really helped us understand the duality of the mind, human consciousness. Um, Scott quit his high-stress sales job, which was kind of the catalyst for his breakdown to break through during that time. Yeah. And then um, from there, you know, we really just began to, we, went, we wanted to figure out what was going on in Scott's mind that was creating this suffering. And so we began to learn. And as we began to learn, our lives began to transform radically. And of course, you can't keep that to yourself. So that's when we began to really share it with others. You know, the first start was the yoga mat company. Yoga had transformed our lives. So we realized very quickly that we needed to share that with others. Like, okay, this is a really great practice to begin to get the, the heat out of your mind and mm -hmm. into your body. <laughs> and that was just kind of, you know, the tip of the iceberg. And from there, you know, we've studied with Dr. Joe Dispenza, with Marissa Peer. She's the founder, creator of RTT, and it's just exploded from there. Since 2006, we've been doing this work, um, helping people. We've helped thousands of people. And so we're so grateful that we get to be on this podcast. We're happy mm -hmm. to share any insights. So feel free to ask us whatever questions that you have. Um, you know, we really want people to um, pri prioritize their mental health. I yeah. feel like that's one area of our life we can get so caught up with doing everything out here, you know, as business owners, as, you know, you know, just people who are out there <laughs> in mm -hmm. business that we totally forget to take time to pause, to go inward and to begin to create our reality from the inside out versus being in that reactionary mode of these are all the things out here that are controlling my experience. How can I start to create a new experience from here so that all that changes out there? Yeah, yeah, and it, 
that, that mindset thing, you know, I've done dozens of interviews now with people who are successful in various ways, mostly financially. Um, mm -hmm. A few have been other forms of successful, but almost all, and, and a lot of my idea was, well, let's go back to the beginning. how did you get started? Mm -hmm. uh, so people can emulate, you know, what, what is it you did? What were the tactics, the strategies, the, the common factors? And, and there's a number of them where, where, you know, when you first listen to it and, and it's been interesting as a host, try to like shine what I'm show, what I'm seeing to the audience. A lot of them, there, there's nothing they did. It was a mindset shift. They went from, they went from thinking of themselves as poor to thinking of themselves as abundant or they, you know, something changed in their head. And then all of a sudden, uh, cause you know, as I'm, I'm hearing this, you know, you, you kind of, said, we started a yoga mat company. Now I would have no idea how to start a yoga mat company. I don't know how to make yoga mats or get yoga mats. Or, we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are some logistics there, uh, but I, I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I imagine what it was, was that you were in the mindset of, we're going to start a yoga mat company. And then whatever the details were, was just going to happen because you're right. going to yeah. start one. Path appears. Yeah, yeah Take exactly. Path, path appears. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, you touched on a really important point and, and that's that, you know, it is, it is a mindset shift in order to begin performing at the level that's required to be a business owner or a CEO or an mm -hmm. entrepreneur rather than an employee. And so much of that is our identity. And as one of our mentors says, you have to break the habit of being yourself. <laughs> so in order to in order to become the person capable of doing what you want to, you have to change how you see yourself. You have to change the language that you say to yourself internally, the idle chit chat that goes on in your mind of like who you are as a person, like who your identity is. Mm -hmm. And I think so often people kind of think that, you know, you have to quote unquote fake it until you make it, but that's not really what it's about. And it's not what we're, you know, trying to tell people to do instead. It's literally creating a new identity for yourself the same way you did the one that you have now. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you see yourself in the mirror and you think of yourself as the person who you are now, that's only a pattern that's developed in your life over time. It's multiple thoughts that you have, which becomes emotions and that becomes a habit of thought and a being and then that creates an identity and so that's who you are at this point in your life but that doesn't mean that you can't become someone completely different and that's so much of what we teach is how to become the person capable of doing anything that you want achieving all of your goals because mm -hmm. you have to yeah, you have to make that decision that you are the person who's capable of doing this and you know you're going to figure it out yeah one of my challenges uh is is there's a lot of people out there who I, I know could be more you know they're working maybe minimum wage jobs they're working at at supermarket fast food restaurant uh whatever and and when when i say when i say things like you are the result of your decisions and you know and and mention the opportunity around them they get not only disagree they're offended yes. and mm -hmm. and you know they're capitalist running lapdog pig kind of things uh, <laughs> like right. oh yeah you're so in love with capitalism aren't you why don't you marry it but, but yeah, and that's one of the challenges I have explaining like, no, but it's there if you just reach out and grab it. Uh, and, and I, I've, I've never been able to figure out kind of how to communicate the opportunity, you know, kind of the, the, the field of diamonds idea, uh, even little things, you know, going from w when you go from working at McDonald's to working for DoorDash, you can double your income. Like there's all these little low hanging fruit mm -hmm. things there. Um, you know, what would you, what would you say to, and 
probably not many of them listening to the podcast because you know if you're not trying to get ahead why would you listen to this podcast but if somebody were listening what would you say to someone who's kind of stuck in that place or even maybe they're stuck in a a decent middle-class job but it's still unfulfilling and they don't think they can do anything else or go anywhere else um what would you say to someone who is is in not their best place but but not not willing and able to move on to something better well people have to be ready when they're ready the teacher appears so i don't really spend a lot of time i don't spend any time trying to convince someone of something that they're not will they're not ready to receive okay I think the moment where they do want more then we could begin to talk you know are you happy right now with where you are mm-hmm. and you know that then that's when you can begin the conversation but it's you know obviously every time we learn something new we just want to share it with the world but not everybody is ready to receive that message, <laughs> yeah. but the right people are. And so I know what you mean. <laughs> I want to speak to the people who are ready to create change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, again, um, we're all programmed from a very early age of what's possible, what's not possible in our lives. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we have these little blinders on, you know, they call it subconscious because it's consciousness that's under the surface. And until we understand you know, what those paradigms are, what those programs are, we can't change. And so that's the beauty of RTT is I'm able to go in there and pinpoint what are these subconscious beliefs that are keeping you stuck in the same career, same, you know, financial Mm -hmm. level, um, same body weight, same toxic relationships, you know, regardless of what it is, it's like, all right, let's go in there, find out what moments that these beliefs were formed, you know, what are they? And let's just go ahead and debunk them. They're not true. Ultimately, they're not true. Anything mm-hmm. that's rooted in fear or lack is ultimately not true. Yeah. <laughs> and so what is more true? <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of, you know, that's my goal. Okay. Well, and actually, so, so related question, last one. Um, let's say we got someone, they're, they're struggling financially. They're working a, a very poor paying job. Maybe they got debts. Maybe they have kids car breaking down car loan um and and so so maybe they listen to this podcast this is some of the other episodes like all right i hear people are doing it Mm -hmm. but you know but but i got debts and i'm working 80 hours a week and i can't pay the bills um so we're selling that place they they acknowledge they're ready to they're, they're ready for action whatever they've had that moment but they're still they're stuck. They certainly can't afford to buy a program, hire a coach, anything like that. They they can barely afford to buy a sandwich, let alone let alone a program. What is the the first step for someone? Uh, yeah, basically, if all they have is this podcast episode to guide them out, what is the thing that you would say to them to get to the step that will give them, you know, let them reach the bottom rung of the ladder to to climb out? Yeah, mine is simple. It's what do you need to get rid of in your life, not just physical items, mm-hmm. but relationships, um, habits of thought, you know, belief systems in order to create room for what it is that you do want. You know, the, the, the distance between <laughs> mm-hmm. lack and wealth is it's not, you know, going from not having the money that you want to having the money you want. It's instead of the feeling of in, going from the feeling of insecurity to the feeling of security. Okay. So what can you create? You know, what do you need to get out, get rid of in your life, create this vacuum so that you can begin to allow what you do want to come in. So, so that's just something very easy. They can just make a list and then, impl- you know, start acting on it. I need to get rid of 
you know, these things in my house, it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. I can't even think, you know, I feel overwhelmed by the mess in my house. I need to organize my finances, you know, you, even if it's just putting together a spreadsheet so I kind of know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like people, when your head's in the sand, it feels like you've got this big monster that's out of control that you can't control. But then when you begin to really take a look at what's truly going on, and then you create that process of elimination. I know that mm -hmm. these people take away from my time when I could be investing time in looking for a new job that's going to pay me more, spending more time, you know, studying, learning that's going to increase the value that I can contribute to an employer or to my clients if I own a business. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe, maybe getting rid of dramatic drama filled friends or. Yeah, exactly. And then also, you know, the most important thing, thoughts, what are the repetitive thoughts? Mm -hmm. that are saying, I can't do it. You know, it's not possible for me. Our inner critic, we need to, we need to become, a, a, we need to praise ourselves. We need to really learn how to praise ourselves. Mm -hmm. We need to silence the inner critic. And everything in your life right now is familiar and our subconscious hates what's familiar. So you need to make what's familiar now, that's destructive in your life, unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. And the positives that are unfamiliar, familiar. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let Scott talk. <laughs> oh well, I I was I was gonna add that you know one thing too is when somebody's in that space to where they know that they're not happy with their life as it is, that means that they have an emotional connection to what they really do want. Like in order for you to know that you're not happy, you mm -hmm. have to have a sense that there's something else out there that you do want. And so often, if you ask a person, well, what do you want? I don't know. Well, what do you not want? And whenever they answer that question, simply look at the opposite of that and start looking at how you can get to that place. So part of that process is really getting clear about what it is that you want. Like, you know, this, this, this process for Emily and I began on like a President's Day weekend trip up to Aspen where, you know, I'm driving the car and Emily's writing notes and she's asking me, okay, well, we know you're miserable in your corporate sales job. You don't like working 80 hours a week and living off quad shots of espresso all day. So what do you want instead? And we started writing out, what is my dream life? What does it look like minute to minute, day by day? Who am I with? How is my life playing mm -hmm. out? What are the things that I'm doing? How do I feel? And we wrote it out in great detail. And within a year, we were living that life mm -hmm. because we finally got clear on it. Mm -hmm. But before that, it was always oh my God, my life sucks. It's out of control. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I ever going to get out of this? I don't know what I want, but I know what I don't want. So that's the place to start. Mm -hmm. Get really clear on feeling. What do I not want? All right. Mm -hmm. Why do I not want that? And what's the opposite of that? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that. And, and, and so for that, that, you know, broke in debt person, it could start with, as I said, making a spreadsheet, which I've, you know, I, I have had times in my life where I was um, in challenging financial times. I'll say that. And, but I, I always, whenever it gets, when it's gotten particularly bad, and now I do as a regular habit, have a spreadsheet of all, all the core expenses, the bills and whatnot, because then you can add it up. And, and sometimes it's a matter of like, why do I feel like we don't have enough money? Oh, because our bills are $4,250 a month and our income is $3,900 a month. That's why it always feels like we're about $300 short, because we're about $300 short. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you can say, well, to start, we need $300. And then we need... So then you can actually figure out, you know, what is the problem? You can't solve, you can't hit a target you can't see, and you can't solve a problem you don't know. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's right on what you're saying there. And and I and Scott, I love what you said there with, with write down what you want. Mm -hmm. 
And I'd add there, even if it seems impossible. So if the life you want would cost $8,000 a month and you're making $2,200 a month, write down, need $8,000 a month because that would get us this and the house and the car and the, the whatever. Yes. And then it's, you have something to compare it to of, would this get me $8,000 a month? Would that get me $8,000 a month? Exactly. And it starts getting you thinking that way. How can I create more value so that I'm bringing in, I'm earning 8,000 yeah. a month. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all right, let's just start to test some of these ideas. Yeah. Out there. And yep. you're going to find a winner. Yeah. You know, you just keep going until you find the winner. Mm -hmm. Most people give up. Yes. They give up so they don't get results. So you just got to keep yeah. going no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, you can talk a little bit about that because there's, um, you know, a lot of people get, get worried about failure. They don't want to fail. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so talk a little about the idea of, of failure being necessary for success. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, honestly, one thing is we, we, we tend to view failure as a, like something that's negative and something that we should try and avoid. Mm -hmm. I know growing up, my, my upbringing very much was if you don't win at something, if you try something and you don't succeed, then you're a failure. Not that you just failed at something and you, you didn't succeed, but that you are a failure and that means something bad about you. So it was a long time before I ever would put myself out there because I was afraid of being judged for not succeeding at what I did. And ultimately, all of our fear of failure is fear of judgment. Like we're worried that we're going to put ourselves out there in a big way, really put our heart into something mm -hmm. and it just goes catastrophically wrong and fails in a big public way and that everybody's going to point at us and, you know, just laugh at us for not succeeding and all the haters are finally going to get their, you know, time to yell at us and, 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 you know, kind of make fun of us. So that's what the fear really is. But if you can just know going in that you are going to fail, mm -hmm. that your goal should be to learn how to fail and learn from those failures. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to is that you have to fail in order to succeed. You have to put yourself out there. You have to fall down when you're a baby and learning to walk. You don't just get up and take off running. You know, you fall on your face over and over and over. And because no one tells you that you're a failure because you haven't walked yet, you keep trying. But mm -hmm. then as we get older, we become conditioned by other people that tell us that, well, you tried this and it didn't work, so you're a failure. You tried this and it didn't work, so you should just give up and go back to your job because you'll never make it as an entrepreneur. But the truth is that successful entrepreneurs, especially at the level of the clients that we coach, these people are having catastrophic failures in their business that often cost them tens of millions of dollars. And they realize that that's a temporary setback. And they look at everything that happened in that, including how they felt going up to it, what they were drawing into their lives energetically, including then of course, all of the tangibles as well. Like where did I make this choice, but I should have made this choice. Mm -hmm. When did I go left when I should have gone right? And they learn from that and then they do it again the next time and try and avoid the same mistakes they had, but realize that there's probably going to be more mistakes the next time too. And you just keep going, just keep at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, our fear of failure, it's, it's always going to go back to, again, those subconscious beliefs and it's usually our belief that we, we don't believe that we're enough somewhere. Mm -hmm. 
usually in our childhood someone told us that we weren't doing enough that we weren't being enough um, you know so that's that could be one of the sources we may believe that we're different you know that I, I'm different that I'm not like these other people I'm not able to do what they're able to do or that um, basically um, that it's not available to me mm -hmm. you know that what I want isn't available to me again that's just a subconscious belief it's a it's a program it's a paradigm mm -hmm. and so you know somewhere along the line you know we were taught that whatever it is I want whether it's the income that I want whether it's the health that I want the relationships I want it's not available to me and so you know the work that we do is we kind of figure out what you know that core belief is yeah. and usually it's a combination of all three yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah I think that whole not available to me I'm reading the um the the book uh uh, blue blue fisher blue fish mm -hmm. blue fishing yeah um and and in that he talks about how when he was young his his mother would tell him that you know like that that's not for people like us exactly yeah. so you know exactly. the nice cars nice houses that's people like us don't live in houses like that people exactly. like us don't common one yeah you know, don't get those kinds of clothes not um true. <laughs> and well yeah and his reaction to it was well that doesn't sound right um, I know. Right. Yeah. Sure. But a lot of people just take that and be like, oh, I guess people like us just don't get that. And they pass yeah. that on to their kids and on to their kids and on to their kids. And yeah. sure enough, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you and you touched on it earlier that, you know, when you've tried to help people that are in, you know, a stuck place where they're not making the money that they want and that sort of thing. And and, you know, they get angry with you and like, oh, you know, corporate capitalism is evil, money's evil and all that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's because that is a subconscious belief that was programmed in that told them that it's noble to be working class. And that's that's where the true backbone of America is and that people that are wealthy are greedy. They they got it. It's some nefarious means. They were born into it. They didn't have to work into it. So mm -hmm. if you're program with that belief your whole entire life and that's stuck in your subconscious that means that's the program that's running when you see somebody who's wealthy the first thing you think is well i don't want to be evil and if money's evil then that means i can't have money so mm -hmm. i mean you can't have conflicting thoughts at the same time so you may look at a beautiful house and say well i really want that house but it's a million dollars and i know that money's evil so in order to get that house i would have to be evil Mm -hmm. Right. That's that's the subconscious program that you have running. So no matter what you think, no matter what you say and no matter what you want, if you don't address that subconscious program that's in direct conflict with what you desire, then you'll never have it. So yeah. that's why the work, you know, especially that Emily does with the rapid transformational therapy, I mean, being able to go into the subconscious mm -hmm. and figure out when you got that belief and when those series of beliefs added up to the identity that you have now, being able to go back in and find those and then actually pull those memories out, replace them with the truth, which is that you were born with infinite potential. You could be a <laughs> multi-billionaire by the time you're 10 if you want to be. There's possibilities out there for everybody, but you know we just aren't taught that traditionally. So that's what, you know, that's why we're passionate about the work that mm. we do. And, you know, Emily is just absolutely amazing at, you know, the work that she's been doing. So it's because I love people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I love what I do and I love people. But that's certainly, that, that's key, key for what you're doing, of course. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, just you're saying about the, 
you know, there are people bashing on, on money and billionaires and whatnot. And, and that's, that's one of the frustrations of knowing things is being able to look at the world and see, and like, how does nobody else see this? And so, you know, when someone shares a meme about, you know, Elon Musk and, and like one of the ones going around lately is no one's self-made. See, here's how Elon Musk got started. And, and Bill Gates grew up in a nice neighborhood. And, and this guy got a hundred thousand dollar loan from his family. And like, okay. Yeah. So they didn't grow up dirt, you know, dirt farmers, but, yeah. but it, it is, you know, what I see there is the people sharing these are reinforcing their own self-destructive right. beliefs and then propagating Mm-hmm. self-destructive beliefs so they're not only hurting themselves they're hurting everyone on their friends list who is seeing this stuff and just blindly taking in that everyone with money is evil everyone had a head start and what they're trying to do is get themselves off the hook not my fault i'm not rich i couldn't possibly be i didn't start that way i didn't get the the golden ticket so i've just got to be poor and and they don't realize that that they are ripping the golden ticket out of their own hands and their friends hands by doing so yeah, a, a nice reframe is instead of money's the root of all evil, poverty's the root of all evil. It causes people to become alcoholics. Mm-hmm. It, they begin to lie. They begin to steal. You know, um, you know. Just looking at the pandemic, you know, a lot of people are they're facing dire financial circumstances, mm-hmm. and you're seeing more people robbing other people, and you know, j- just desperation and fear causes us humans to behave in very poor ways. Mm -hmm. So if you begin to reframe like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to be in a position where I'm so desperate that I'm beginning to, you know, um, take on these destructive addictions or I'm beginning to hurt the people that I love in my life because I keep lashing out at them that I, you know, I mean, there's so many different ways that fear begins to, to expose itself. And, um, we don't want that. We want people <laughs> yeah. to take Happy control people. of their minds now and their mental health now so that their life just follows. Yeah. And again, you know, it's mental our mental health is something that we don't give a lot of attention to because we're always kind of operating out there and reacting mm-hmm. to out there versus responding to, oh wow, let's pause for a moment. This is a interesting situation that's making me feel a little uncomfortable you know what's really going on here how can i expose the truth of the situation and see as see it as it is versus layering on my own belief system from what i learned in the past (laughs) you know to make meaning out of what's happening how can i instead decide what i i want instead how do i want this outcome to turn out instead. And then what do I need to do? What do I need to think? What emotions do I need to embody to begin Hmm. to shift this situation to something that is to what I want, not what I don't want. And it just takes practice. Hmm. Again, people aren't used to saying, oh, there goes a funky thought. Let me, and there's the corresponding emotion in my body. Let me redirect that thought and emotion back towards my goal to what I want. And it's just this constant learning of redirect, redirect. But so, instead, we're used to just going off on this, you know, runaway train of like, <laughs> yep, yep. Worst well, case it, scenario. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's kind of like, you know, figure out what the goal is, where you want to get to, figure out what's going to get you to that goal, and then do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so, simple and yet very complicated. Becoming yeah. a good steward of our minds and becoming disciplined 
Mm -hmm. You know, we don't approach learning a foreign language or learning to ski or do, you know, some athletic endeavor like, oh my gosh, it's going to be impossible to do. Well, the same is true of learning how to begin to self-regulate our mental mm -hmm. and emotional states. Yeah. You can do it. You just have to want it and you have to, you know, tame the unbridled beast that's your, your negative <laughs> habit of thought and emotion. <laughs> Yeah. And you just, you just have to keep on doing it. And you, you're the only person who can do that for yourself. Obviously, you know, we want you to find people like us who can help you do that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, that's something that you can begin to do yourself. Yeah, Go on is. an emotional diet. Yep. And, and so when you work with more advanced people, obviously, I assume the people you're working with are not starting from real scarcity because you work with a higher level. Um, yeah, they're making are... the money, but they don't have a life. Okay. <laughs> And they're yeah. dealing with they're dealing with high levels of stress and anxiety because they're operating at a higher level. Mm -hmm. You know, they're responsible for other people, not just themselves. Mm -hmm. They're responsible for their team, for their clients, for their, you know, peers, for their family. And, and it's and it's and it's different like I guess it's different concerns, but they're all based in the same thing. So yeah. so <laughs> the people that we work with have a lot of financial success. They've already done the work to become multiple six, seven, eight, nine, ten figure business owners, but their concerns may be different, but their belief systems and what got them to a place to where they're making seven figures, but they're burnt out, they're completely stressed out, their relationships are falling apart, um, all those things going on. The reason why that's happening is very similar to what somebody goes through who's just starting out in business or is in a dead-end job that they hate. The concerns are slightly different, but the basic belief systems are the same. And that's that, mm -hmm. again, going back to what you talked about, this isn't available to me, like this is impossible. These people that we're working with that are really, really facing major stress due to the level of work that they're doing are also working themselves into the ground because they believe that that's the only way to succeed. They're mm -hmm. also believing that they're not going to be enough unless they hit that seven figure mark. And then as soon as they get there, they look around and they think, well, I can't keep doing this for the next 10 years. Like I, it almost killed me to get to this level because I'm doing everything myself and I'm stressed out all the time. I don't eat, I don't sleep. I can't do this 10 more years. So then they're in a panic state of how do I how do I keep going like this? And it's because, again, those belief systems around what's possible, what isn't possible. And yeah, that's, you know, so much of the work we do is just helping people get really clear with their mind and how they think, what they think, why they think, what they do think, and learning how to, you know, reframe that and change mm -hmm. that. So the question that everyone can ask themselves is, how am I disempowering myself? Mm playing the victim and what do I want to do about it how do I want to take my power back because I mean we're all infinite beyond this human existence <laughs> you know we're, we're pure energy can't be created nor destroyed we're infinite powerful beings so how can I take my power back and that's obviously going to depend on the individual yeah. so just ask yourself you know I'm feeling really disempowered how can I take my power back What's Where, one small step I can take right now? Yeah. Interesting. One and, new thought I can, you know, start to really build momentum on yeah. that's going to put me back into the driver's seat of my life. 
And, and that reminds you, you know, talking about taking your power back, uh, makes me think of some, there's some people I've met who maybe something happened in their past, maybe their distant past, <clears throat> 10, 20, 30 years ago, childhood, abusive parent, abusive um, relationship. And it's, it's something that, you know, took their power and it stays gone. Um, you know, they're still living there. They're, they're having flashbacks. Um, it's leading them to, to change their behavior in ways they shouldn't be. Um, you know, someone who's, who left their life 20 years ago is still in their life. Um, and, and so, so what would be, um, you know, obviously this is third person, <laughs> third person therapizing in three minutes or less, um, but kind of what, what's, what's one thing that somebody could do to kind of re, retake that power that they've never had over, you know, maybe over their whole life. Yeah. Well, definitely RTT session would help. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug, but seriously. Um, so here's the thing. Trauma doesn't have to be the trauma that we normally think of like abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be like I had one client who, when she was six years old, she went to her grandmother's house where her grandmother was babysitting one of the neighbor's children. And this, the little boy, he had this amazing yo-yo and she thought, oh my gosh, I've never seen a yo-yo before. This is amazing. I think I'm going to borrow it, take it home and play with it for the night and then bring it back tomorrow. Well, what happened was $20 also went missing from that house that day. And because she took the yo-yo, she got blamed for taking the $20 as well, even though she didn't. And that left an imprint hmm. <laughs> on her subconscious. And it was blocking her from reaching her next financial level. Well, I took her through a session. We figured out that that moment along with other moments that were contributing to her, her financial ceiling, her block there. Mm. And once we did that, we liberated her and she had a near six figure launch wow. right okay. after that. And so what we need to identify is what are those specific beliefs? Cause our subconscious it catalogs and holds on to every single moment in our life and the higher the emotional quotient, you know, the more we feel something in a moment, the more impressed it is on our subconscious. So mm. the more dramatic it is, you know, especially if a parent's telling us we're doing something wrong as a child, we tend to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And so it gets in there. So one way you can take your power back is to, you know, even if you just need to do a brain dump of self-reflection, journal on, you know, what moments in my life do I believe contributed to this? And the thing is, you may come up with several moments, but there's also moments in there that you don't even remember that are in there. I've, I've regressed clients and they've gone back to like conception and like getting ready to enter this human life. Mm -hmm. I've even had a person go back to, and she was, she was a woman in her 70s. Apparently she was also <laughs> a gladiator and a slave during Roman times. So again, <laughs> we, we're energy mm -hmm. and we're taking form and this isn't our first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, it's this collective experiences that are playing out in our, in our current reality. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's very powerful. I love that. And, uh, you know, I'm so, so glad you've been able to share all this. And if, so somebody's listening to this and they say that that sounds like something I need. How would they get in touch with you? <laughs> well, <laughs> um, they can come over to emilyrosesomerset.com 
and that's spelled S-U-M-M-E-R-S-E-T-T, -T, like summer like the season, and two T's. Um, and then we also have the Heavily Meditated podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott, he's obviously does a lot of interviews over there. Yes. Uh, we also have meditations. I have a lot of hypnotherapy meditations, so you can reprogram your subconscious mind. And then also these, um, yeah, just amazing meditations to help you begin to create a new reality for yourself. All right. And that's heavily meditated. Yeah. Yes. Meditated. To depend right. on themselves rather than medication. Mm -hmm. to I love it. Change in their lives. Yeah. Heal, yep. heal from the inside out. Yeah. Yep. And I'll, I'll be putting all those all those links that you sent me, both ones you said and the other ones you sent me by email will be in the in the show notes. So if you want to find them on Facebook and Instagram and the podcast and all that, that'll be in the show notes as well. Uh, is there anything that I did not ask you that you that you want to touch on before we let you go? How many hours do you have? <laughs> There's so much to talk about. I have like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a I think this is a great start. Yeah. And I think just final message to your listeners you are so powerful you're powerful beyond belief and i just want you to recognize that and know that you can change your life in an instant it just takes that decision you know decision means incision cutting everything else off beside you know other than what it is that you truly want so if you can really learn to identify what you want and begin to get obsessed over that and let that consume you then your life, it, it just has to follow. It has to follow suit. Yeah, so. I love it. Powerful message. Well, thank you so much for being on here, uh, Scott you. and Emily. And uh, of course, you can follow up with them with the, uh, the various links in the notes down there. And it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, and you're also going to be um, speaking at, at Club 21, which I believe will be, by the time people hear this podcast, Club 21 will be over. But if they go to conference21.com, there will be a recording of the video of you talking at yeah. Club 21 as well, which um, for those of you at home who want to catch other talks, Club 21 is Fridays at 2 p.m. As I look straight at the camera for my audio podcast, because right. <laughs> good discipline. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear me looking straight at the camera. All right. Well, thank you, Scott and Emily. It's been so, you know, so great to have you on the show. I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank awesome. you so much for having us. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. Dot com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.